Today, we're talking about the two kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God's dear son. And you'll see in Colossians 1.13, where you can really see this quite clearly here in Colossians. Let me find it. Um, go eat popcorn. There you go. And the what? Colossians is corn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Go eat popcorn. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm here to help your Bible study out. All right. So Colossians 1.13, he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son or the kingdom of light. And so we see that before we were born again, we were absolutely in a kingdom, whether we recognized it or not. Yeah. We were in a kingdom of darkness. Yeah. And that kingdom, uh, you could say it's also the kingdom of the corrupted world. Anything that's not the kingdom of light is the kingdom of darkness. In other words, anything that's not in the kingdom of uh, Christ is the kingdom of darkness. But in that kingdom... There are differing rules and laws. There are things that don't work the same. And mm -hmm. there's things that when you come into the kingdom of light, you need to shift. There's things that supersede it. So let me, let me give you one of the best things that ever happened to me because it kept me alive is the differing laws of faith and the supernatural laws in the kingdom of God is when my dad prayed for his children that the Lord told him were in danger. When he prayed for us, the law of faith superseded the law of physics. Otherwise, I would have gotten blown up and I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So there's a different, different set of laws that are very beneficial to us. But if you don't understand and recognize those differences and those laws, then you won't operate in them and you will you'll forfeit a lot of what God has for you. So another example is the law of facts versus the law of truth, yeah. right? So you have facts that can be uh, accurate. Facts can be correct in this world, but truth in the kingdom of God, facts in the kingdom of darkness are superseded by truth in the kingdom of God. And if you can learn to apply that truth and believe on that truth, you can have truth that will set you free versus, in fact, they may keep you in bondage. And uh, you always want to operate in the kingdom of God, and you want to operate by those laws and not operate by uh, the, the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of darkness, mm -hmm. because those laws will keep you in bondage, and they'll run you down a path, they'll have you going in circles, they'll do all kinds of things. But many times I watch, and people are so hard set to hold on to their old way of doing things instead of receiving and renewing their mind to the new kingdom of God that they've been translated into and those new laws and their new position in Christ. And if they would go to those, they would have so much more victory. And so we want to identify today, and we want this to be interactive with you. Uh, so we've got people that are looking and recording any comments that you have. And uh, one of the things that uh, one of the things that you see is I want to see from you 
What are some of those kingdom dynamics that you've learned? This is the old kingdom, this kingdom of the world, this kingdom of darkness, and this is the kingdom of Jesus. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of light, and this is a law. I want you to bring it up, or even if you have a question, is this one of those things? And then we're going to talk about those things, and we're going to talk about what's the right way uh, to go about it. What is the law of the kingdom of God? And how does it apply? So if you know some of those things or you have questions about, start putting them in the comments now. We're collecting those and we're going to talk about those. So have you ever seen any of these differences? Yeah, definitely. Well, and as you were talking, one thing that came up to me is it's so wonderful to to abide by the laws of the kingdom of God because even though we're using the word law, they are laws, but they are wrapped up in love. And like everything that God has has set in this universe every law that he has set it's actually for our benefit yeah and it's, but the law of the kingdom of the world those laws are well if they're of darkness they're not for our benefit correct so, yeah that's right Someone who's very black and white, like I am, you know, you can think like, okay, they're all like kind of, it's kind of a negative thing, but like you've said before, God's looking for every spiritual loophole to get his goodness to us. So these laws are all love when they're come when they're, when they're from God. But um, I know one law, like one, one difference I should say between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the world is, is operating by our flesh versus operating by the spirit like yeah. if you operate by the flesh the flesh is is in the it, it's still not renewed to the kingdom of heaven it still yeah. is operating from this carnal world and everything yeah that's right and if we're operating if the source of what we're doing is from a carnality or the source of what we're doing is not from God it's always going to be lower it's always going to be lower. Sydney said this. She said, honor was the biggest game changer for me. So in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of the world, it's pretty common to be in this society today to be dishonorable or even rebellious, yeah. right? But if when you try to bring that over into the kingdom of God, that's like an enemy of everything godly. So that means you're constantly going to be reaping a harvest of rebellion, and yeah. that means in, in the kingdom of God, it's a rebellion against blessing. So yeah. if I'm dishonorable in if I'm dishonorable in the kingdom of God, I'll never reap a harvest of favor and blessing because it's it's fighting against the kingdom of God. God's yeah. kingdom is a kingdom of honor. It's a kingdom of uh, you know actually submitting in yeah. that way, coming under the mission of God. I love what. Apostle Scott said last week, submission is coming, submitting under a mission, right? And and I love that. When you come under the mission of God and don't rebel against the mission of God, you actually get exalted. Things start to work in yeah. your favor. This is why the devil wants people to rebel. That's why he says, you know, like, do as thou wilt, right? Yeah. Do as you want to. Uh, your truth is your truth. And what he's trying to do is get people to rebel because in rebellion, they actually will lose strength in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so he wants people to carry that idea in there. So, yeah. And it's kind of yeah. similar to that. And Brother Scott uh, talked about this when he was here is how there's actually part of the kingdom of the world that we're seeing right now of rebellion and people not wanting to submit. But he gave a great point that uh, that 
that partially comes from the church not having that standard of submission. And, And when he made that comparison of look at how the church actually also rejects spiritual fathers and leadership yes. and submitting and yes. and when he pointed that out I, I was shocked like because I'd never seen that correlation before because yeah. many people think oh the church is they're, they're, the church is the standard and they should be but they haven't been there's Correct. been some worldliness in the church so much so and you know even even like for example uh, we bring a lot of soul, of mind, will, and emotion into the church. Yeah. The church is not supposed to be run by soul versus the world. Almost everything in the world runs by soul, mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. Emotions run everything. Logic runs everything. Yeah. If, it's not, if it's not emotions, it's logic. It's one or the other. Both of those are by the brain, but not by the source of God, yeah. which is the spirit of God. And you see that in the church. They'll do things because it feels good and they did it before and they're sentimental about it, but not because Holy Spirit was leading them. These are things that, these are definite opposites of the kingdom. And so, uh, buddy, will you read uh, concerning honor? I see Deb's uh, comment. Will you read that and any other comments that are there on that? Yeah. um, Well, Deb put, the world says, uh, has a independence me mentality but the kingdom has a community minded and so it's community minded and uh and it's and submission and authority i read that really messed up but (laughs) um but she basically she's saying the world is more me minded the kingdom is community and and authority minded and um yeah yeah, and well, uh, one of the things that one of the things that we see, and I just brought this out, and the Lord's really been bringing this up to me, is the highest level of maturity in our interaction with people is interdependence. It's not dependence on others wholly, which is a ditch of the world, yeah. and it's not independence only, where you don't need anybody's help. It's yeah. actually in the middle of that interdependence. With us and other people and God, yeah. it's a it's a commingling of community where every joint supplies. But the kingdom of darkness wants you to either be totally dependent on everybody asking for help from everybody, or no, I can do this myself. So that there's never in in both ways you don't have joint supplying. In this way, this independent person is never receiving from anybody else. Over here in the dependent side, this uh, dependent person is never sowing into anybody else. Yeah. And so you don't have the kingdom operating properly. And this has to do with honor. It has to do with honoring God's ways. Remember yeah. Matthew 11, come to me uh, and take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Do it God's way. So coming into uh, the kingdom of God, we want to learn what are those differences between what the world operates on and the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of darkness operates on and what does God operate on and it's our responsibility to renew our mind to yeah. these things so buddy had a really good yes, he comment did. Um, he said, I used to think that I was operating in the kingdom because I would talk about God and the Bible, even though there was no power. God's kingdom isn't a powerless kingdom. It's not theory. It's tangible. Yeah. So he was, he was literally trying to operate. What he's saying there is he was trying to operate in the kingdom of God without the power of the kingdom. Yeah. 
And, and that many people are doing that yeah. in church. Like they think they're doing a good job, but they're not bringing the power of God yeah. to it. And that's why Paul says, I didn't come to you in convincing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power. And therefore what he's saying by the Holy Spirit is the power of the kingdom, yeah. kingdom power, you see. And uh, this is this is one another one of those things where you got two kingdoms, and the world, its kingdom, is trying to press darkness into the kingdom of light. And literally, our job is to establish the light, and the light presses back the darkness. It's yeah. not supposed to operate the other way, which is why we're having this broadcast because these are the type of things that we need to know super clear. Yeah. We need to know these things. So, I mean, just right now, we've already talked about the power of God. We've talked about the honor of God. We've talked about dependence with other people versus interdependence or, or uh, independence. Uh, we've talked about those things. You know, I, I want to point this out too, going back to rebellion and honor. You understand that when America was formed, I believe that God's hand was in the forming of it. Yeah. But some people took it to a place of rebellion, like we're rebelling against this other country. No, it, it was it was less in in God in the kingdom of God. It was less of a rebelling and more of a I'm standing for what is morally right. We should have freedom of this and not be bound to whatever you tell us to believe, and that's proper. And and am I rebelling against that? I'm rebelling against the darkness and how you believe, but maybe not against the person, not against the country in that way. But some some people took that rebellion as if that was the godly side of it, and not the not the moral side of it that they were standing for, and they turned that rebellion into an identity and. America. And I'm telling you, you have to watch that because you can press all the way over into rebellion and your your power will diminish in the kingdom of God because you're carrying that spirit of rebellion, rebellion instead of the spirit of light. In other words, I'm not having that because darkness is in it. I'm not necessarily rebelling against the person or the country. I'm standing against darkness that that person's upholding or that country's upholding in that way. I'm coming against that because morally that's right. And yeah. what you're doing is wrong. And and so there's a totally different reason why you're standing, right? And we don't want to sow the seeds of rebellion. We don't want yeah. to go along with those seeds of rebellion. But see, without understanding the difference between the two kingdoms, you could think that rebellion is why is what God wanted. No, rebellion is not what God wants. God wants yeah. morality. He wants people blessed. He doesn't want them. He wants them to have freedom of choice. He, want, he wants them to be able to choose who they believe and what they love. But their, their freedom of choice, in other words, like the king chose, the king chose, you're going to worship who I say worship. Well, that king's trying to make a choice that now puts his choice over on other people. That's incorrect. God yeah. wants people to love in that way. He wants people to come come into a place where they choose him and they choose what's right and they're not robots in that way. But never should their choices overlap on top of other people and force them to do something wrong in that mm -hmm. way. And so this is why 
This is, this is why uh, abortion is wrong, you know, is because, all right, the woman says, I want a right to choose, but you're taking away the choice from the baby. Yeah. Maybe ch- taking away the choice from the father, maybe not, but you're taking away that innocent life yeah. in that way. And it is an innocent life. And, and you want to give people the ability to have a chance. And make a choice in that way and not rebel against that, not rebel against the good things of God like life. Yeah. Right. All right, let's go. Um, so, next thing that, that was coming up um, uh, was from Grace, and she said uh, for her, the power of the tongue. Uh, was a big one. She said, uh, and in hand with that, diagnoses are in the kingdom of darkness, but healing is the promise we have in the kingdom of God. And that kind of goes in line with what George put too. facts uh, are of the world versus the truth yeah. of God's word. And that That's was a big right. one. Well, the, you know, um, I actually was just writing about this in the partner letter that's about to come out. It's all, it's totally written now. I just, I sent it to Brother Tracy because I wanted him to see it and tell me any, any things he has to say on it. He's been writing partner letters for a lot longer than I have. And I said, hey, tell me what you see or don't see that needs to be in this, please. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, he, uh, one of the things that, uh, I was writing in there is it's so clear in the word that when we're in faith, our mouth should line up with it. And you'll notice that like in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says uh, that if you confess with your mouth, not think it in your head, but confess it with your mouth. And yeah. in Hebrews, it says, I believed and therefore I speak, right? I believed and therefore I, I spoke. Mm-hmm. And so I, in other words, this is the proper thing is you need to speak out the will of God. You know, I had something that was bothering me in my body this morning and it was so interesting how my flesh says, you know, don't take the time and effort to pray over that. Like what? Like that's what my flesh is like. <laughs> you don't even want to bother with that. And I think what the flesh is doing is First of all, the flesh and the spirit are always in disagreement. Uh, but it was like it, the flesh doesn't want to be disappointed if I miss it in my faith. Like, you know, if I miss it in my faith, my flesh doesn't want to be disappointed. So it's like, don't even pray. Like, how stupid is that? You are definitely not going to get on base if you never swing at, in a baseball game, basically, unless you have a horrible pitcher that, that walks you all the time. So it's like, I, even if I miss it, somehow with my faith. Listen, God's the one who's faithful. It's his faithfulness, not my faithfulness that I'm putting trust in. I'm putting trust in him. So shut up, flesh. (laughs) I'm going to speak the word. And so I spoke to my body. Body, line up in Jesus' name. I believed and therefore I spoke. Words are part of the kingdom, whereas the kingdom of darkness either wants you to speak against God or it wants you to shut up. Right, yeah. it wants you to be silent on godly things and and mute on godly things. Yeah. But the kingdom of light wants you to speak up for godly things yeah. and uh, stop saying ungodly things. Yeah. It's a major, major, critical component. Yeah. Uh, even in Mark eleven, where it says, "Have have the God kind of faith." Whoever says to this mountain, yeah. right there, we need to understand that speaking it out of our mouth is one of the most important things we can ever do. Yeah. So. When you were saying that, well, what I was reminded of is like, the flesh is like, I, I don't want to say that, but 
the thing is, is it's not even our words. Like, okay, right, what if I confess right. this and then I don't see the manifestation or there's just some lies or junk or whatever. It's not like they're my words. It's not like right. Marky Dunphy is saying, I am the healed of the Lord. Those are God's words. Yes, like, it's not yes. up to, it's, it's not up to me. And that goes back to, we are, in the kingdom of heaven, we are ambassadors. Yes, like this yeah. is not it's not like I wrote this book or anything. Yeah, I'm just an yes. ambassador. All I have to say is what God said. And Correct. as, my, as a, my mouth is a tool to just bring uh, the kingdom of heaven to earth. But it's it's not like it's my words. That yeah, I think that's that right. The flesh is like, oh, it's not going to work because it's your words. It's not my words. Yeah, no, it's, it's the Lord. Yeah. Well, and that so if you've got some kind of sickness or disease trying to get on your body, every time you think of it, you need to say and speak it out. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. Or, or if it's a, a death, life and death type situation, say, with long life, God satisfies me. God, I am satisfied with long life. Like, speak the word of God. That's in Psalms 91. Yeah. I'm the healed of the Lord. I have Zoe life yeah. of God to the full till it overflows in my life. I have and enjoy life, Amen. right? If it's in finances, say, I'm the prosperous of God. I am wealthy in Christ, right? He is my provider. He's providing everything. I have a large harvest yeah. because I've sown big, right? And so you start to see every time you think about that little bit of poverty, speak the promise. Speak the life of God. Speak the overflow, whatever it is in your life. Uh, well, I'm just socially awkward. No, I'm bold in the Lord. And people know that I've been with him because of my boldness, yeah. because of my confidence, because I'm well-spoken. I might be uneducated according to the world, but just like in Acts 4, I'm well-spoken and they can tell I've been with Jesus, right? Yeah. You can believe on these things and you can stand on these things and you should speak these things. Amen. You should absolutely speak yeah. these things. And that's something that is so attacked. I was telling yes. you the other day, I was reading a book by Jerry Savelle, and he has so much in it about confession. And, yes. what, and, and, yeah. and it's actually Brother Kenneth Copeland's teachings that he puts in it. There's so much about faith, but in faith, there's so yes. much about confession. And I'm reading it, and I'm I'm, my flesh is like, I don't want to read this part. I want to just read the other stuff. I don't want to yeah, read yeah. the sermon notes that he has in here about the power of our confession. And as that came up to me, I, I realized I have, there's some unbelief here. Yes. Like I have been hearing about confession for my How entire long? life. Yeah. Like as long as I can remember, I've heard probably hundreds of messages on the importance of declaring the word of God. So many messages, and yet there's like some, I, I realize, oh, there's something in my flesh that is trying to rise up and not submit to the yeah. Word of God. Yeah. It doesn't want to believe this. It wants to do its own thing, like you, what you were saying yeah. this morning of, ah, I don't, I don't want to confess the Word of God right now. And that is so attacked and yeah, I recognized yeah. it and then I was like, oh no, 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 we're not doing that. I mean, it was even me, you know, it's, it's like, I, how much do I know that? And yet it's still the flesh is trying to stop it. Yeah. It's like, 
No. Yeah. No way. Like, like our bro- like honestly, we did a broadcast for like two or three days on like confession or whatever. Yeah. And I had something in me like I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Like, like I, 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 wanna I do want to do a different topic. I don't want to do a whole series and on just see. Confession. Anytime you feel like that, you need to examine that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. anytime you feel like that negative. You know, I don't want to do that. You, know, yeah. you need to examine because generally there's a yeah. root of something that you need to dig up. Yes. And uh, so even looking at confessions, one of my, man, this verse, when I finally saw it as an adult, like, you know, you'll read over something but not really see it. And then one day I was reading it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that verse just slammed me was James one twenty six. And it says, if, if you don't control your tongue, your religion is worthless. <laughs> Worthless. If you don't, so in other words, you can go to church all your life. You can pray for people. You can see them healed. You can do all this. But if you keep speaking bad things, you're, the Bible says, Holy Ghost says, your religion worthless. I was like, eesh, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough, and it, rough in a good way, right? And uh, you can double check, make sure I got the right verse, but it's, I believe that's right. And, uh, but then here, here's one of the strongest things about confessions besides that verse is that we will be judged for every idle word. And so every time I would read that up until, I don't know, 15 years ago or so is every time I would read that, I would think every idle word, man, idle words are bad, but idle words doesn't really mean bad. It actually means neutral. Your car. car Yeah, it's just in neutral. It's just not going forward. It's not in reverse. It's in neutral. So every word, here's what the word actually means there, idle. Every word that doesn't produce fruit. Yeah. So in other words, how many words need to be cleaned up? Like, honestly, if you get a revelation of idle words and that you'll be judged for them, you're not going to talk a lot. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of words that stop. This makes sense. Okay, you and Pastor Nicole living that way. It makes sense why everything that you guys say, for the most part, I'm not going to make an absolute, like, I mean, you guys are, you're, you're, like, I'm, I'm not trying to make you out to be, like, perfect, but, I mean, you're pretty up there, but... This makes sense why so much of what you say is so people are able to trust it. Yes, it, it, that's it carries, the way we're supposed to be. It carries weight. Like what, what you say, there's so much conviction yes. and weight in it that if you or Pastor Cole speak, I've learned it's weighty. It's heavy. Like it matters. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that what you just said about not having idle words, I'm sure that's a, a lot of why. That's why. I, I don't know that my dad started out doing it this way, but I can remember my dad saying, if I speak, you need to stop what you're doing and listen. Now... I don't know that he was doing that for spiritual reasons, but I definitely think that he had learned some of that stuff, and he knew that, and maybe his dad did that. I don't know, but one thing I learned out of that was when the Heavenly Father speaks, I stop and listen, and as I honored my fleshly father, I would treat my Heavenly Father the same way. So even I'll tell Luke and I'll tell the girls, listen, if I start speaking, you need to stop and listen because I'm not just throwing idle words around like everybody else is just throwing. You you think about this. Every word that doesn't produce fruit basically is trash. 
and eventually it has to be cleaned up. You're just making, if you can imagine every word you speak that's idle, it's just a balled up piece of paper and you're throwing it everywhere. Well, how many words do we have every single day? And it just creates a bunch of empty words out there that just clutters up the place versus my words produce, right? And so when you get around somebody who understands that and lives that way and they start to speak, let them talk. You know, let them talk. Yeah. For example, the other night we were at the wedding. Brother Tracy is there. And, um, and and all of a sudden, he starts talking. And honestly, seemingly, it seems like he's going, we're, we were going this way, and he's going like this way, right? But he's not a person that throws words around. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit back and listen. I don't logically understand where you're going, or what you're doing, but I'm going to sit back and I'm just going to listen. Now, I know him well enough, but there were people around that didn't know him, that don't have time with him. Uh, they've seen many people who are just blowing smoke all the time, and they probably started to treat him like that, like this guy's just talking to hear himself talk. I know him better than that. And so I sat back and listened. Here's what happened. At the end of the conversation, one of the people came back to him and said, Basically, you have no idea what you just said to me. I need to hear exactly what you just said. See, it was the Holy Spirit. Looked like it was a rabbit trail, but he was being led by God and speaking not idle words, but words that produce, and it produced in him. I know somebody else that was there that it produced in them as well. And and I watch that often because people don't know how to recognize men and women of resolve and men and women of power in their words. And the more that we stop speaking idle words, the more our our productive words will carry power of God. This is a kingdom principle to whom much is given, uh, much is required, but we've been given the ability to speak all of these words. But he also has this principle in the parable of the talents, give to him that did well with what he had, right? The one who has has more, give him more. Right. So when yeah. a person utilizes what they've been given mm-hmm. and, and words and, and that much fruitfulness is required because we have the power of words and I handle my words well and only fruitfulness comes out of them, then God says, give them more power to his words. So you have the same ability to have power in your words that I have in my words. And every person watching has the same ability to have power rise in their words if they'll learn to put the idle words down and only speak productive words. And so you want to learn to control just what comes out of your head. Matter of fact, this morning, this morning I I was going to, it was something on the staff line and I was going to make a joke and it would be funny and it would make me look cool. And, but it was idle words. And it could have caused an adverse effect or it could have just caused everybody to laugh, but it really didn't produce anything. I typed out half of it and then went, nope, I sent back. So I I sacrificed me maybe looking funny and cool because I didn't want to just throw idle words out. And see, you got to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to stop those things. There's a principle of the kingdom in that way. Now, there is a time, I'm sure, if someone is like extremely black and white, yeah. there is a time where family time or, t- or conversation with your friendship, it may not look 
Like, oh, yeah. it's fruitful, yeah. but actually it is fruitful because you're pre- you're developing a family culture. Yeah. So, like, yeah. people who are really black and white don't need to be like, I can only speak the Bible and don't talk to me about no, anything No, no, there's, there's family, but, there's interaction, there's yeah. fun, you there's know. There's a, a yeah. balance. But what you're saying yeah. is is so powerful. I'm, I, I've never thought about it in this way. That's really powerful. It, and yeah. also, I think... Tell me if if you think otherwise, but it, I think it would make it easier on other people to receive us because even though you said some people aren't going to receive you properly, even though everything that you say, you know, it, it is yeah. weighty, and and sure, some people yeah. don't receive Brother Tracy properly, and I've seen that. They where didn't I'm like, receive Jesus properly, it, exactly. Yeah. So they don't receive, but it makes it easier on people to receive from you. When they don't have to decipher, is this person just going off on another tangent? Yeah, because yeah. they talk all the time. Like there's Correct. someone yeah. that I was, um, there's someone that I was a- around recently, and I really like it. I'm not, I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying I had opportunity in my flesh to be like, I don't want to listen to them because they're just talk constantly talking about themselves. Yeah. And even though that's wrong for my flesh, probably to have that reaction. What I'm saying is, we can make it easier on other people yeah. to not have to be constantly. Yes. Okay, do I need to listen to Marky right now, or is she just off on a tangent and just talking yeah. about herself? Like, well, it, think about this too. Is this this really plays into the two kingdoms? Is do I have favor with people because I'm constantly giving them compliments, or do I have favor because of God? You know, so I can yeah. speak idle words like "You are so great," but if I tell everybody that, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, "I don't believe you." Yeah. Yeah. But if I say, if I don't say that to everybody, and then I say, "You did a good job at that," that means ten times more. Yeah. To you, because you know I don't just hand those compliments out to everybody, but yeah. when I do compliment, it's real. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing. And um, so I'm not just working flattery. So, for example, flattery is a way of the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of darkness. Yes. It's a way to gain favor through your own self outside of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and, and favor. So wisdom and maturity and favor with God and man. How did he do it? By faith. So he wasn't out there flattering people. Matter of fact, he would do the opposite. You want to leave too, right? He would he would do the opposite. He wasn't trying to blow smoke. You know, and he's yeah. the one lady at the well, he's like, you know, who's your husband? And she's like, I have no husband. He's like, you spoke right. You've had five husbands. <laughs> and and most, a lot of people would be like, oh, I can't believe he just said that. But he spoke truth. And he, sp- he spoke fruitfulness. And production, and when he said something, it meant it, you yeah. know. So I know yeah. we a lot of times we zoom in to where he told Peter, get behind me, devil, right? But but think about the good side of what he said right before that. He said, Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Peter. But my father who's in heaven. In other words, he was saying, Good job. Well done. Right, and I know we he, Peter loses that real quickly in a couple of <laughs> verses, but think about in that moment how good that must have made Peter really truthfully feel because Jesus, the Son of God, was giving him a compliment, and it was true, and it wasn't flattery, and that's the way we should be yeah. in that way as well. I I have seen you sacrifice uh, 
not gaining favor with flattery, though. I um, there there have been many times where I I I, I want people to like you and Pastor Cole and the ministry because I love this ministry. Yeah, I love yeah. you guys, and I've seen the fleshly people who are not submitted. I've seen them overlook. You yeah. guys, and I'm like, if you could just see it, but <laughs> it's because they're they've been operating in the other world, correct? So they're yeah. they're not yeah. recognizing the uh, the kingdom that you guys are operating in. They're not recognizing the power because yeah. they're looking for the flattery and they're they're looking yeah. for, hey, hi, Pastor Brian, it's so nice to meet you. Are you going to tell me how great I am? Oh, you're right. not. Okay, okay I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Are you going to tell me, you know, how great everything's going to be and I don't have to do everything. It's just going to be magic. Okay. You're not. I don't like your ministry. Right. And that, and that's, and so one of the things that you can see, and this is a great thing for leaders in the kingdom of God is you can be at the place. All right. So think about this. If going back to what I said earlier, if, if when the leader that God's placed you with speaks and you get quiet and you actually stop, you stop what you're doing and you listen because you recognize there's fruitfulness in those words. Um, then what what are you doing? Actually, you're not just reaping in that moment. You're sowing into your future that people will honor your words as well. And so, yeah. all right, but here's the other thing. But there's a time when people don't do that. So, you know, what you're talking about is we're, we're still in a time, I mean, to some people we have a huge ministry. To other people we have a very small ministry. It, it doesn't really matter in their perspective. What matters is that we're obedient today, that we do what God's telling us to do today. That's what really matters. But because of big and some people's eyes are small and other people's eyes, that affects them in the kingdom of the world, how they'll treat you. If they see you as big, They'll listen to you because they think you have power and importance and influence, and that may can benefit them. That's all worldly stuff. Yeah. If it's small, then they'll overlook you. This is why Jesus says, don't just you know give the best seats to the people that give the most. He literally tells us, don't give favor just because of that. That is, that is wrong to do that in that way. Uh, so one of the things that he says, and you see in the kingdom of God is, and this is especially for leaders, is when you're carrying, it's like I could. People could look at the minute. Some people could look at the ministry and say, "Well, you know, that's not as big as the, this other ministry that I've been a part of." Okay, granted, it might not be as big in what you see in the kingdom of the earth, but in the kingdom of heaven, it may be bigger, yeah. and you got to have spiritual eyes to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you got a bunch of people coming to a church doesn't even mean you're functioning as a church. That doesn't mean that at all. Uh, you can go to the grocery store. Uh, yeah, yeah, make that make it, yeah that, great point. <laughs> great point. So my point is, they might not know that miracles have been popping almost every week. They might not know that. And so they won't esteem it. So they won't receive from it. And I have to be okay with that. You see, I won't chase those people down. And I'm not going to chase them down now. So I'm not going to, at, at this level and where we are, let's just say, Let's just say for circumstance, we're a small ministry now. Now, I don't believe we are, but just let's just say that in people's eyes from the world, they could see us as small. Okay, so I, can, I should not really be affected by them overlooking us. I shouldn't be affected by that. Yeah. 
But then as we continue to grow, because God increases and God blesses, and then they start coming by the droves like, oh, look at this, Pastor Brian, you're so awesome. I shouldn't be affected by that either. Yes. Right? I should be affected by neither one of those. In other words, I'm just abiding, listening, and obeying today. I'm keeping it simple in our fellowship with God, and I'm being obedient to what God's saying do. I keep our fellowship open, and, and I move forward in that way. And so as a leader, I can't operate by the world where I'm chasing down the person who doesn't esteem us, and I can't operate in the world by receiving all the praise when people honor us. It can't, it, the world does that. But that's not the kingdom of God. There's a difference of operation. The kingdom of God simply says, great that you like us, or it's okay that you don't like us. I still have to be obedient today regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, I have a responsibility of God to be obedient today. Yeah. You see? Well, and that, that's the key. And that's honestly very important for us right now yeah. and where we're going because where where we're going, where God's taking us yeah. is into more uh, success in the kingdom of heaven. But also it could look like more worldly success as God's developing us. And we yeah. have to be yeah. mindful that as, as God is building this ministry, we are going to get to the point where people are paying attention because sure. yeah. We're, yeah. we're growing and different things. And we have to be at that point where we're not wanting to grow for numbers sake. We're not, Correct. we're yeah. not like, you know, honestly, let's say a, a, a congregant, like they have to be wise with even who they're bringing. Yeah. Because yeah. let's say someone started to think, oh, we are so successful. We are so wonderful. You're going to love our church. Yeah. What if that person is has the wrong spirit and we're like, please come to the church. Please come. We don't, they invite yeah. them into a service and they should not be there. Yeah, like, no. We have to have yeah. discernment of we don't want them to come just because we want to look at our look at Boomerang's success. Correct. And then Correct. we're inviting a demonic spirit into the into the service. Correct. And that's why we don't say welcome to everybody. Right. We don't say welcome. Actually we pray specifically that the only people that come into onto the property are ones that will receive uh, healing. And uh, will receive a life change and go forward. Yeah. Uh, if they're not going to receive that, or they're going to they're a wrong plant, so to speak, uh, they're not even welcome spiritually. We pray that way. That's why we took down the welcome signs outside because it was like an open invitation that everybody's welcome. Literally, I'll, I'll tell you this: literally, when we took down welcome off of everything at the church, I saw a drop in the spiritual warfare. Over the, over the body. And I saw a drop in division and, and divisive uh, things, literally, when we took that down. Because not everybody is welcome. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. No, you're welcome if you want to grow in Christ. Church is there to grow up believers, not just welcome every ideology into it. No, that's incorrect. Uh, that's, that's the wrong thing. And so one of the things that you see is with this, there is a... Um, when you talk about being planted in the church, the soil and the environment and the atmosphere is designed for certain types of plants and trees, and only certain things are going to grow there properly. We're very aware of this, and the soil of boomerang uh, centers around our culture, and, and that centers around hunger, 
humility, honor. Uh, what's, what's the one I'm missing besides home? Home is the last one. Hunger, humility, honor is five H's. Huh? Holiness. Holiness and home. It centers around those five areas. And really, really specifically, you think about if somebody's not hungry, they're, gonna, they're not going to like it here. If somebody's not, not uh, humble, they're not going to like it here. If they're not honorable, they're not going to like it here. If they're not you know, seeking to walk in holiness, they're not going to like it here. And if they don't like home and family, they're not going to like it here. Yeah. So you've got five That's, determining factors yeah. of soil yeah. that, that really are the ingredients wow. of our soil. And if they are not keen to those, they're not going to like it. So you can come in and and yeah. even to the ministry, even just watching online here, like not everybody's going to like it. And uh, we get that. I understand that. Uh, we, we believe this is what we're called to do. So you can come in and you may love it. Why? Because God has placed you in this ministry. He planted you in this ministry. He took you and knew exactly what ingredients you needed in that soil to get into you to grow you properly. But if somebody has, has bent themselves against one of these areas, they're going to come in and they're not going to like it. And now the believer has to be okay with that and understand this is not the soil for everybody. This is not the soil that everybody's prepared for. And so I was saying yesterday at the table uh, at lunch afterwards is because we'll have guests come in and, you know, some of them will leave early because they don't like whatever. And then some some will stay but not come back. And that's a part of it. That's a part of it. And we get that. We understand that. I, I tell everybody, ask questions, because there's a reason why we do what we do. Yeah. We're not just flippantly throwing stuff out here. There's a reason in the Word why we do what we do. It's not just we're making stuff up. We're not just being emotional. There's a reason for it. And if you to understand me is to understand that. All right, now, so, but those people may come in and never come back. But what a lot of people miss is, They weren't coming here to come and plant. They were coming here to be planted into. They were coming here to receive one seed of truth that then they will take to wherever God plants them. And they needed to know that before they go plant themselves or else they could have been trouble at their next church, at the next thing. And so we don't need to see it just as people are coming here to figure out if they want to go to Boomerang. They're coming here regardless of if they ever go to Boomerang or be a part of this ministry. They're coming here to receive some planting inside of themselves because they're going to get truth here. So don't just think that everybody walks in the door is supposed to stay here. No, a lot of people that walk in the door, they're to receive the seeds of the next step that moves up. So this is kingdom thinking. This is this is not thinking about my kingdom and my ministry. This is thinking about God's kingdom and what are we doing in the big picture? And it's not all about us. It's not all about us. And see, just that thought alone is not world kingdom. (laughs) That's heavenly kingdom. And we're completely okay with that. What is the verse that says something like some water, some... Yeah. um, Hey, Fallon. Some... 
plant some plant some water reap or yeah. something like that i don't know yeah. there's one in there though that doesn't like, sound super fruit like it's not really like reaping and i'm always like yeah. i don't like that one like yeah. my flesh is like i, I want to yeah. be the one always that reaps. reaping <laughs> i, oh. I, I want to always be the one that yeah. reaps. what you're talking about is like that and that is not my yeah. kingdom mentality that's yeah. not um that is a that's a very humble that's a very humble mindset, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a um, there's a lot of thought processes that are different from that, and people are promoting their own. You know, I love what the Lord told us years ago. He said, "We are not the best church; we are a part of the best church," and that helped us to take our focus off of ourselves and actually be giving and sowing into everybody instead of taking from everybody. And uh, that was that was really what we needed uh, at that moment to help us see that and yeah. set our heart and set the core of that foundation and the culture of that foundation yeah. that we you know we understand that we get that so a new believer a new person that comes in they love their church they can't be uh, dissuaded or or pushed aside off of their feelings of where God has planted them because somebody else doesn't fit that soil. That, that's not, don't be, don't be, you know, unpersuaded, you know, uh, because of that. You have to recognize that. That's the way it is. It's a part of, it's a part of even a salesperson. If they go out and they make sales, not everybody's going to tell them yes. They get that. They understand that. Uh, but a lot of people think, no, everybody's got to like it. Or is there something wrong with me? See, that's wrong thinking. <laughs> that's wrong thinking, completely wrong thinking. It just reminded me of everyone who puts on social media, like every birthday or whatever, yeah. when they say, like, I have the best mother in the world. I have the best mother in the world. And it's like, well, do you or do you have the, the right mother that God chose for you? Because what about all these other mothers? Like, does God I, only love you and then gave everybody I, I else don't second like best? Statements. I'm not a fan of statements. I've like never that. thought about that until right now. I don't but, like it. But that is, that's the same thing that you, people do with their church. People I have do the it, best church. I know. The people do it all the time. And they're so short-sighted. It's like, I have a great dad. I have a great mom. Hopefully, to our kids, we're a great mom and dad. But am I the best? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you know, uh, am I? Are my parents the best? Probably not. But they're great. And just say that. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. They're great. You know. I feel like it's, people are going to be thinking differently about their. I have the best. But see, husband. those are idle words. You know, you just lied. <laughs> So literally, you just set yourself up to not believe it when you say, I'm healed. Because you just sowed a lie, and you know it's a lie. I, I don't like that stuff. So that's idle word. See, that's revelation of your words, you're and that's the oppos opposite kingdom. You're searing your own conscience. Correct. It's, yes. To yes. not believe your own words when you know your own yeah. words are not yeah. correct. In all the 6,000 years of mankind, your mom is the best. Are you kidding me? Like, there's only one of those. And the odds are, <laughs> out of billions of people, he's not it. Let's just face, you know, statistics. <laughs> That's humility. That's humility. I know. It's like, golly, odds are, he's not it. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. You come here for truth. 
let's just rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> but honestly, but if, you, if we operate that way, when we do tell somebody who we love something, they're going to believe it more. Correct. Because even your mom, <laughs> like if I say to my, that to my mom. And survey says, wrong. Because well, even my own mom, if I say, mom, you are the best mother in the world. Yeah. Like, is she going to believe that? Well, Probably, I don't know if she believes it. You're, like, the best, you're the best mom for me. Yeah. You are the best exactly. mom for me. That's a great statement. Because I want her to yeah. believe, when I tell her something, I want her to believe me. Yeah. I don't want her to think yeah. I'm just giving her fluff. Correct. Yeah, well, and that, <laughs> Skylar, did Pastor Brian just say I have a bad mom? I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. So, yeah, buddy, you're the best mom I've ever had. Mother's Day is going to be so interesting next year. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the comment. Like, I, I actually, I, I despise it. Um, I love you. I love you more. Like, like, really, did you have to one-up me right there on my love? Or what, what's the deal with that? Like, oh, you love me more than I love you? And don't think about anybody that you know that says that. But <laughs> I love you. I love you more. Like, is that possible? Can you love more or is just love love? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't like it. <laughs> this is one of our pillars coming out, humility. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, there you go. That's great. Hannah says, what about saying you are the best pastor? See, I don't like that statement. But like, okay, I'm, I am looking with my faith to be the best pastors on the planet. Am I? Yes, I am. Am I the best pastor? Statistically speaking, hands down, no. You know. Um, now, what she said is you are the best pastors for me. That's a great statement. That's a great statement. <laughs> Deb, my mama is better than your mama. See, that may be true. <laughs> that may be true. That, there's a lot of variables to figure that out, and I'm not going to say I know them all. So, and you know, I'm not going to just refute that. But this is important, though. That as as we grow, like I said before, as boomerang, what's right? As all of our influence grows. We have to be able to handle it or else Correct. we're going to start, if we don't, Correct. we would start judging other ministries and then what would we have? God wouldn't be able to give us anything. We, God, we would Correct. stagnate. We wouldn't be able to, yes. we would get a little bit of success and then yes. not be able to go forward because we didn't handle it right. How about we just focus on how good God is? Because if there was one thing we can so, say is that he is the best. He's the best Lord. You know, we can say that with absolute with an absolute uh, thinking and heart on that. He's the best, right? His love is pure love, right? And so a lot of these, a lot of these are these are conversations that are pointed at the wrong in the wrong direction. And that's why I love what Jesus does mm. when the rich young ruler comes up in Mark 10 and says, Good, good master, and he says, There's only one good. That's the Father. And and, and it's like, listen, even if I'm good, I'm good because it can't came from my dad. So he pointed that straight up to the Father. And Man, you see? If even Jesus didn't take credit, what credit Correct. can I take? Correct. Right. So a lot of these conversations, they're completely idle words. And they're, they shouldn't even be happening. Shouldn't even be happening. So, 
you know, there's, um, and I could go so many different directions, but I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the whole broadcast and go on and on and on. I'm, I'm wrapping up now. But what were, were there any other things up above that people said? Because we've been on words for quite some time. But you can, while he's looking at that, can you see how easily it is to stray off of what we need? Yeah. I mean, and stray completely off of that. And all of a sudden, everything we're saying and doing is operating in the kingdom of the world, in, in the kingdom of darkness, and outside of the kingdom of light. And we're wondering why our prayers don't work. Because there's so many things that we don't, we don't want to take these habits and these motivations that we learned in a corrupted world over into the kingdom and and learn that you know, learn in a different way, right? We want to or, or do it in a different way according to the kingdom. We want to learn the things of the kingdom, renew our mind, and do it that way. That's why this word is king in our lives because you'll find in there what to do and how to do it. There's so much where it need this word is the standard. Put it in the comments. The word of God is the standard. And honestly, I know we're handing it over to Buddy, but honestly, um, we've been living so much by idle words that those yes. are the words we've been living by, not this word. Yes. We're, we've yes. been full of idle words. Correct. Full of non-productive words. And I this is I really appreciate this because I've always kind of thought, as long as I don't have a negative convi- uh, confession, then I'm fine. Yeah. But I'm not producing fruit. And what does the Bible say Correct. that God will do if we don't produce fruit? It says he'll prune we'll us. prune us, yeah. So he literally has to cut off power to your words because you speak nothing but idle words. That's awful. It's terrible because that's not what we're supposed to be. So. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, Skylar did ask a question. Skylar, which one? Because... Skylar, two. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, he said, in a world where worship leaders and, um, and pastors have tattoos, um, what does the kingdom of God say about tattoos? Are tattoos from the kingdom of the world and the church as a whole just accepted it? That's his question. That's a great question. For another time? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, there's definitely a reception by the church over those things. Now, you definitely see uh, that in the church and in religion, not just the church, but a religious legalistic thinking about tattoos, uh, you definitely see um, the church was against that, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, you definitely see the church was against that. Now, and you basically see that you have uh, a scripture that talks about not marking your body, and that's where they got that stance from. But then they were pretty legalistic about it. Um, now, should they have tattoos? Well, I'm the type of person, Here's here's my thinking on it. First of all, you got a word that says basically don't mark your body. But at the same time, you said uh, it talks about Jesus, where when he's coming back, it written in his thigh is his name. Like, is that a tattoo or some form of that? I don't know. That's not my job to really figure that out. So I can see how somebody would say either way, it's right. But the issue is not to 
the, the real issue is not to try and figure out, you know, do I have legal right to do that or not? Where are you going to have this done? Where is it going to happen? In your fellowship with God, the Lord is going to speak to you on whether or not it's right. But make sure that when you're figuring that out, you don't carry bias into it. You don't carry bias that you never should. You don't carry bias that you that you should be allowed to. Don't carry either one of those bias. Allo, abide, listen, and obey. Uh, in my thinking, you know, I don't do anything that's so absolute that's not written in this word. So if I don't have something written in this word that says mark your body, I'm not going to be absolute in that. But I'm not going to be so absolute that I can't see that Jesus may have something going on like that either. Like I don't, you know, but I, I would say if I'm going to get something, it would be something with his name on it, that I'm his in that way. But I don't have any, and generally I've found that most people that do absolute measures like that come to a place in their life where they regret having done that, and now they can't really reverse it without a major issue in their life. I've just decided for me, I'll keep free of all of that, and just I don't have to have one, and I've got no word from the Lord telling me to go get one, so I'm not, and it keeps it simple for me. Like, I don't... I don't deal with that level of thinking. It's kind of like this. Why is it that we want to find things close to the cliff? The, of our, Is this still in the kingdom of God or am I about to fall off in this item, right? Why do I keep, why do I keep arguing or finding those things that are close to the line? Just stay away from the line. Yeah. Right. Keep it. Keep it centered on Christ and Him crucified. So I don't. I don't deal with that, man. That makes my life so much easier. So much easier, and I don't have to. Now, for somebody that has doesn't have tattoos, we're not really talking about you. Somebody that does have tattoos, you know, if you feel like you missed it, repent, receive forgiveness, and move on. Don't be condemned over it. If you don't feel like you missed it, then praise God and say, Lord, if I would say this, Lord, if I didn't miss it, even though, because a lot of times you can feel like you didn't miss it because you're not in tune with the Holy Ghost. And so you can say, Lord, if I miss this, please show me so I can repent. But if it's fine with you, then then don't show me. But be honest in that. Don't be thinking, well, he's not going to tell me because I got it right. Don't think that either. That's not humility. But basically, if you got tattoos and you feel convicted or condemned over that, receive the, and you know, tell the Lord. Talk to him about that. Receive yeah. uh, forgiveness and move on. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you trust your fellowship in this, too. Like, what's coming yeah. out of you is if the yeah. Lord tells you to do something, you're going to do it. But if yeah. he doesn't tell you to do something, you're not going to do it. And that's one thing I love about you and Pastor Nicole is even your actions. You don't have idle actions. You're not yeah. just doing yeah. things because you want to. So it, to you, it's not like, okay, did you miss it? Like it ha the, the Holy Spirit hasn't led you go get a tattoo. You yeah. haven't, so you haven't done it and you're not worried about it no. because you're only going to do what he leads you to do. So you don't have to figure out all these hypotheticals and everything because yeah, he's, you yeah. just trust his fellowship. Whatever he wants you that, to do, he's going to That's the big key, you. and see, that's the thing of the kingdom. I'm not trusting my logic over fellowship. You know, I've had the Lord tell me stuff that was completely illogical, and it turned out to be 100% true, and I've learned to trust that, yeah. right? So I've learned to trust my fellowship. Brother Hagen had a statement years ago. Uh, there was a, this was long before cell phones and pagers and everything, and he was with a, a church that he was ministering to. 
and some little girl, like in her like twelve or something like that, or thirteen, um, went missing. They had gotten on a bus, and all of a sudden, nobody knew where they were at, and they couldn't find her. And uh, Brother Hagen said this, and I, I always remember this, and it marked me in my thinking. And I found, and, and at the time I first read it, I wasn't operating like that. But I have, I have operated like this now. And he said, don't you worry, that little girl's fine. And they're like, how can you know? He said, listen, I'm with you, and had there been a problem, I, the Holy Spirit would have told me. He would have told me so that I would have been prepared to deal with it. He hadn't said anything to me. She's fine. She'll turn up soon. And sure enough, within a little bit of time, the girl showed up. Everything was fine and everything. But he trusted his fellowship so much <laughs> that he knew God would have told him. And that. So he had learned and operated with the Spirit so much. So he trusted that fellowship. You know, all right, in 2023, uh, Pastor Brian, I want you to go get a tattoo or not go get a tattoo. That's not a scripture in the Bible. Well, where does he tell us he's going to write that stuff? On our heart. On our heart. And so, you, you know, again, our fellowship is so important. In him, we live and move and have our being in him. And so our fellowship really comes into play in those things. And uh, it, yeah. It's so good. So helpful. I know. We're, yeah. tra- we're not just talking about tattoos. We're talking about everything. Yes. Like for someone yes. like me, I it was like my mind was always racing, and I felt like if it wasn't, yeah. that I was going to miss something. And what you just shared, that little bit right there, is life-changing. It will bring complete freedom to anybody who it's hasn't so had easy. in their mind. It's so easy. It's so much better. Right? It's so much better. And that's and that and that's it's such a that's an operation of the kingdom of light that the people in the kingdom of darkness don't have, and they've grown used to being their own source and coming up with their own answers because they don't have the fellowship of Christ, they don't have the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, they don't have fellowship with the Father through through Jesus the door and through the Holy Spirit, they don't have that fellowship. And because of that, they're constantly trying. They're constantly under pressure. They're trying to come up with answers. They're not at ease. And that's why fellowship is so important. And that's why that's what eternal life is, to know him, right? And that's what Brother Hagin was saying. He says, I know him. And I know him well enough to know that if there was a problem, he'd have told me. And he was in such tight fellowship, he trusted that. Now, if somebody's not in fellowship and they try to operate by that, they're going to mess up. Yeah. But that's why. But every believer can get into fellowship and it'll work. Everyone. So, yeah, it's awesome. Amen. Skylar said, thank you. You are so welcome. Pastor John says, do what God says. Says, get one, get one. If he doesn't, don't. Uh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> it's really that simple. So, yeah. I don't, I don't see, you know, there were definitely some, you know, the word, I forget where the scripture is. I've just always never thought I was supposed to get one from the beginning of time. I've thought that. Yeah. And so it's never even been a concern or thought yeah. to me. Well, Brother so. Scott, I think he mentioned something about it where he was like, I do not care because yeah. this is not who I am. And right now, I think there are a lot of a lot of people who are identifying yeah. so much with their flesh 
that when they look at their skin, they're thinking, this is me. No, this is my Correct. earth suit. Correct. <laughs> this well, isn't me. And here's another reason to really, really, really look at this. Why do you want to get one? Well, I want to get one because I want to be relatable to people as a youth pastor or whatever. That's the wrong reason to get one. Totally wrong reason to get one. I want to get one because I want to remember this moment. Wrong reason to get one. See, the issue is, if God's not the source of it, then we have no part with it. In other words, if it's not because God told me to get one, right? And a lot of times we create these ideas of why we want something, and then we come up with a way to get what we want. So in our heart, we want something, and then we find a way to kind of stamp God on it, and we don't need to do that. That's always the wrong direction. It's always the wrong reason. We need to make sure that the Lord's telling us to do that. So, And you do see that they, you know, uh, like Barrett just brought up piercings and marks. Like, and do I mind having uh, girls having their earrings? No. You know, today, today an earring, you know, doesn't mean, an, an earring doesn't mean that you're in slavery, which it kind of meant before, and a nose ring meant you're in slavery. I don't, don't. Young people don't know that. I know, but that's what it used to mean was that you were a slave, and in that way, it was a mark of your branded. Same thing with like tattoos; it's a brand, right? So somebody has placed their brand on you, and you and you've done it, and it could be the kingdom of darkness. So there's a play here, and you have to understand. So why do you go do it? No, I don't mind girls having earrings. I think they they look pretty. I think it I think it's nice nice to have and stuff like that. I don't think it crosses scripture in any way. Some people would disagree with me because they're very they're very legalistic on that in that way. However, your why becomes very important. Yes, because you do have to understand that the devil wants you to harm your body. It wants you to poke holes in your body. The devil wants you to mark up your body. Why? Because you're made in the image and likeness of Christ. And you got to understand that. And that play is on in the world. So there's more going on in that question, in that question than just what's yeah. on the surface. And so I see people now, I've told Nicole this, I'm like, there's going to be a lot of regret you know, in people for all the tattoos and the piercings later on in life, they're going to yeah. have a regret over it. It's very permanent, a lot of that stuff. I'm, not a, I'm personally not a fan of the nose rings for a couple of reasons. One, I really think it's a push right now by the enemy. But then I also, I don't think they make somebody look prettier. You know, but I also think they just logically be an irritation. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine having one more thing around my face like that. But <laughs> but that's me. That's not that's not a God thing. That's me. Now what the devil's making a push. He's yeah. he's wanting people to disfigure the image of God, and you have to be mindful of that and not fall into the world's emotional yeah. side of that because it looks cool, right? Yeah. He's wanting to disfigure that. Yeah. And that is a true play of, of God. So uh, Barrett says, no, they're, they're no fun. Yeah. Well, and what's coming out of you right now is it, your heart of Jesus is Lord, and whatever he tells me to do, yeah. I'm going to do it. Some people may not be at that place, so 
So when they hear something like this, they may have a reaction of, I don't like what you just said. And that's because they maybe haven't given themselves to, if Jesus, yeah. if, if this is what the Lord wants, he's got it. Like no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Like, like I remember when, um, there have been different times where I've bought something and culturally I thought, I really like this. And I've asked you and Pastor Nicole about it. And you guys explained to me, okay, I know that you like this, but because of your age, you don't understand that this means something different to different other generations. Yeah, yeah. And at first I'm like, well, just get over it. Not you guys, to those people. Yeah, yeah. Like to those people, get over it. That though and what you guys explained to me, that's not bearing the burdens of others. Yeah. Like what yeah. If, if, and it's not an absolute, but at the same Correct. time, if our heart is, we want to serve everybody the best of our yeah. ability, we can't make everybody happy. We no, can't you, do that. no, you can't. But it is important if I'm serving people to pay attention to what makes them think a certain way. You know, yeah. um, if I came out, you know, if I came out in tattoos, or I'm trying to look hip uh, too much. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to serve my generation and older. I'm not gonna be able to get to them the word of God. And Paul says, "I become all things to all peoples that I might uh, speak Christ to them. That I might give them the gospel." Right. Uh, so if I have to understand that, and and I do understand. And there's a certain thing. It's like you know, I used to be very very conservative in my clothing. That's definitely changed, but it, part of that is I just don't care. I, I don't really care. I won't. If something looks nice to me, then that that's good. But I'm not trying. I'm not seeking to rebel, and I'm not seeking to offend, and I'm not just seeking for shock value. Unless I'm doing something funny, like on Christmas, the Christmas suit I had, or something. That's just to have fun with family, uh, and everybody you know in the church family loves it. And likes it, and maybe not everybody, but most people like that. But, um, you know, and if I bring them a little bit of joy out of some laughter, that's what I'm after. But most of the time, I'm not going for shock value. I'm, I'm seeking the Lord. Many times, I'll ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to have? He'll say, I want you to have this. I'm like, I don't want to wear that. You know, I don't. And he'll say, you need to wear it. Now, I'll wear that. I yeah. get out there and somebody makes a comment, opens up a conversation I couldn't have had had I not worn that that day. Happens yeah. that kind of stuff happens all the time. So I seek him in everything. Allo, abide, yeah. listen, and obey. So let's read some of these comments, uh, starting back with the piercings and uh, buddy. If you'll you'll start back there because they, there were some really good comments here, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, give me one second because I was in a different spot. So um, yeah, there's a. Uh, Grayson said, "I definitely missed it with a couple of mine, but now, but I, but I know I'm redeemed, and as I've repented of that uh, thinking, Amen." Uh, Hannah said, uh, "Don't be condemned. It can be wor- It can't be worse than my stick and poke squiggly line tattoo. I I'm assuming she has a tattoo. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a stick and a squiggly line." <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, uh, just Hannah says, what's our why? Um, which is a great question. Barrett says, it's the same way with pier- piercings. I recognize every time my flesh wanted to get w- something pierced. This is pierced. great. Pierced. Uh, I, was off, I, I was often in times of discomfort, frustration, rebellion, and I wanted it as a release. Um, Grayson Huge agree- statement. Yeah. Huge statement. 
Yeah. Well, Hannah said something similar. She says, anytime I've dyed my hair or when I had gauges, uh, it was a sign that I was freaking out in- internally. Not an absolute, but that's how it went. Yep. Um, Grayson mentioned that. Oh, anytime, anytime I watch somebody make changes like that, you can almost always dial it back to the root is somebody is out of control uh, in their life or they're fearful or they're trying to make themselves feel okay. That happens so often. Matter of fact, um, not too long ago, Nicole and I saw somebody that had done something and I went, that's a problem. That's a problem because it's not, it's not what they did. The problem is that's a sign of something that's going on inside of them. And uh, you learn to recognize those things. You learn to discern those things, not just by the spirit, but physically as well. And I pay attention to those things because almost every time I see somebody do that, they're trying to fill a gap that God's supposed to fill, and they're doing it with a soulish, worldly way of doing it from a wrong kingdom. Mm. And it's very common, very, very common. Go ahead. What was just coming to me is like, if I feel like I'm out of control, what's one thing I can control? what I do with my body. Yes. Um, anyway. Great, great point, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joni said, uh, to preface this, um, did I miss something? Oh, okay. Joni says, to preface this, I was not thinking about getting a nose ring, but uh, you just helped answer a question that I was asking God about the other day. Praise God. Um, Fallon said, I once had a nose ring. Ha ha, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, I realized that I got the piercing, uh, though, to fit into the world standards. And uh, Barrett, Most people recognize that, yeah. Yeah, and Barrett says we need to pay attention to fads and anything that sweeps the culture. That is extremely true. Yeah. Um, anytime you see the culture moving towards something, you need to ask why. Why are they going in that direction? What is it that's backing it? What's, what's behind that? What's behind that thinking? And because you need, there's another kingdom. There's another kingdom at work, and most people are listening to that kingdom. And so I'm very, you have to understand that in the kingdom of light, the Bible is very clear that you will be foolish and peculiar to the kingdom of darkness, which means we're not going to look the same. We're not going to act the same. We're not going to respond the same. And that's actually right. That's the right way of being. And so a lot of times uh, you have to ask yourself that question. And when you see somebody actually get uh, like cleaned up in their spirit man and in their thinking, a lot of those fads go away in their life. They're not trying to do it all the time. You know, um, they're just not. There's so much I could say here and probably offend a a bunch of people. But I mean, it is true. But I could probably get on a lot of people's nerves here, even people in the church that don't realize their thinking was out of line, but they were okay with it then. But they yeah. need to re-examine your thinking now, like because you're at a different place, you're at a different level, and you need to re you need to re-examine that thinking and seek the Lord on some of those things. You know, why were you doing that? What what was causing that to happen? Right. Um, I'll give one that keeps coming up to me. I'll give you a small one. A lot of times you'll see, I'll give it both on the male and the female side of things. A lot of times you'll see uh, ladies when they feel like being a little bit rebellious and they'll shave their head. 
Like they'll they'll lift it up and shave it underneath, and it's like I don't I don't necessarily want to have a shaved head, but I still want that little bit of rebellion there, right now. But they would say, no, that's not rebellion, but it actually is because the Lord tells a lady not to have short hair, and and it's not something that we have to one hundred percent live by. And He tells the men not to have long hair, right? It, this is actually what He says in the Bible, and it's not something where we have to be legalistic with it. But I do pay attention, I pay attention to what is driving that. What's driving that thing? And a lot of times we don't realize it, but because, because we've lived in the kingdom of the world so much, we don't know what's actually driving that thinking because it was so normal to us. But now you're in a different kingdom and you have to think a different way. And you have to ask, why is it I'm wanting to do this? And a lot of times what it is is they're wanting on some level to just kind of rebel against the system. But not realizing that goes back to what we said in the beginning. Uh, You've got rebellion that will bring you down in the kingdom of light. It actually rebellion. That's how they'll tell witches to get more power is to rebel. So they'll get dark power by rebelling, but somebody who's in the kingdom of light, it'll strip them of power. You you see what I'm saying? And so you have to ask yourself, why? You have to ask what's going on. That's why you don't just go with fads. You want to know what's driving that, what's influencing that, what's the source of that. And and that does does that mean that somebody can't a lady can't go get short hair, in my opinion? No, it doesn't mean that. But you should ask why you're wanting to. And you should get to the root of that. And you're like, well, it's just cutting hair. No, not if, it, if there's a spiritual root. It's much more than that. Yeah. Well, it's much more than that. When I have, uh, many times when I've asked about getting your hair, like I'll ask Pastor Nicole, like, hey, what do you think I should do? I'm going to get my hair cut. And she's like, be led. Yeah. Like some people are yeah. like, what do you mean be led <laughs> on your haircut? <laughs> Because there yeah. are things driving us. There are, we have influences. The kingdom of the world is trying to drive us. So what is our why? And like a lot of people, when they, when they go through, yeah. like there, there's literally a thing known as for girls, when they go through a breakup, they get their hair cut. Yeah. Like that's a thing. Why is that a thing? Because Great we point. are influenced. We, we, we can be influenced by something. It's not just about yeah. the hair. Now, the world, the church, I mean, the church, many people in the church have taken this to a degree where, like myself, I've been around legalistic people who they didn't yes. think women were allowed to wear pants. So let me tell you, I didn't want to wear a dress. I was like, absolutely, I'm not even going to own a dress because <laughs> some people think that I should only wear dresses. So we have to watch that getting into the church, that type of rebellion. Because I I understand, like, that's where I've been. I don't like that type of legalism. So let me, like, let me show it. Let me put, like, put it in its place. That's still, that's not right, though. Yes. Yeah, that's, there's so much that's done in the kingdom of darkness that we grew up in that corrupted world and we didn't see it as wrong, but that doesn't mean it's not wrong. Doesn't mean it's not wrong at all. I, I, I could talk right now, and we could get like we just jump on everybody's little tender nerves, and we could talk about yoga, and we could talk about um, we could talk about horror movies, and we could talk about Pokemon, and we could talk about Harry Potter, and get in everybody's wheelhouse. 
and uh, talking about all these things. And you gotta ask yourself why. You gotta ask yourself why is why are why are we okay with all these things? And and we gotta recognize which kingdom am I living by, and which one do what? Ask this question. Put this in the comments. Which kingdom do I want as a source in my life? Because the kingdom that I interact with is the kingdom that's going to be the the source. That's convicting, isn't it? Which kingdom do I want to be the source in my life? Because the one I'm interacting with and engaging with, that's the one that's going to be the source. Hannah said uh, earlier, she said, I had a, I had a roommate that uh, cut her hair like that, and she had an altar in her closet and wasn't to God, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Fallon had a great, great statement earlier. Uh, yeah, go back to it there. She says, wow. She said, this has really changed my thinking on a lot of things. That's why we're doing the broadcast. And that's why we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow. So get ready for it. But we have to understand that the one, the kingdom that we're engaging in, there are, can we not tell from the word, there are absolutely two kingdoms? Can you not see it in that one verse, Colossians 1.13? There's absolutely two kingdoms, and the one we're engaging with, even if we're a Christian, is the one that we're going to be drawing our source from, drawing our power from. And we, you can be Christian and engage with the kingdom of darkness, you will be a very weak Christian beat up, your life will be hurt by it. Or you can interact with the kingdom of God and your life will go up because of it. And how you do this is very, very important. So we'll talk about this some more tomorrow because it is huge. So. And last thing, I wanted to say this because... <laughs> Pastor John, yes, talk about scary movies. Don't go watch a scary yeah. movie. It's dumb. Yeah. That is dumb for anybody, especially a believer, to be hooked into horror movies. Don't go watch them. The Lord says there's no fear in love. God is love. Why would you inject yourself with, with fear? You know what most people do? They go watch horror movies. They cannot be satisfied in things because they're getting an adrenaline rush from it. Almost assuredly, they end up with demonic oppression in their life almost every time. Almost every time. Don't play a video game that's got demonic influence. There's so many things. Like I said, I could get in everybody's wheelhouse here. So probably even my own. There's a lot of stuff. We just don't realize how much influence is there. So yeah, you're not wrong. Skylar said horror movies literally invite demons to come into your life. You're not wrong. Like even if I'm at a, that's a specific genre of movie that is, especially dangerous because of the doors. When you go into that movie, you're saying, I want this stuff to have entrance in my life. Well, it's just watching a film. It's more than that. It's spiritual and it's root. If it's just watching a film, then when you go, you shouldn't be afraid of going to get preaching either because you're just listening to a speaker. But see, what do we know about a speaker when they're preaching? What they are spiritually is imparted. So when you sit and you listen and you watch, what they are and the creator of that and the writer of that, who they are spiritually is imparted into you. That, that should change. Everybody's thinking about what they're taking in. <laughs> you see? So, yeah. Amen. Joni said, buddy, touched on this during youth last night. 
Yeah, Scholar said, I wish more of my friends could understand that. I do too, Scholar. But this is where you have to stand for things, and you have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's It's not good. So, yeah. Uh, what did Fallon say? Yeah. Uh, Man, we got a bunch of comments all of a sudden. See, you can tell I, I, I hit a nerve. Yes, sir. <laughs> I hit a gusher. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Read those, buddy. This is in the spiritual world. Yeah. Um, she or no, that was Skylar. Fallon said, "There's so many stories of actors." You you read that one? Go ahead, read it now. Okay. There's so many uh, stories of actors from horror movies that have that had demons taunt them. Yep. Um, Yep. Let me let me say something to that. When um, when Heath Ledger, who who died early, uh, I believe it was from a drug overdose, but it was much more than that, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. My opinion. Heath Ledger went to take that Joker role, and he's the type of actor that really gets into character and everything. Method acting. When you, a method actor, is that what yeah. it's called? And um, when, you, when they do that many times, that actually they will invite, and sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly, a demonic entity to help them do that. And that's what, and I think it was Jack Nicholson who had played the Joker in the, in the uh, more neutral version of Batman back in the 80s or 90s, Jack Nicholson told Heath Ledger, I heard this, they told Heath Ledger, do not take that role. But Heath Ledger did. And from that moment that he did, and he got into that character, and that character got into him, and he was never the same. He was such a great talent. I loved yeah. his acting. He was so talented. But, but he literally... I believe got got possessed or oppressed by demons, and they they literally uh, just um, tortured him to the point where he lost his life. And I believe that's I, I truly believe that's what happened. So yeah, but he said it's called the spirit of fear for a reason. Go ahead with the rest of the comments. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hannah says, "Glory to God for His deliverance." Amen. Yes. She also said, yes. "I I naturally didn't either." Oh. Grayson said something. Grayson said, it's a good thing uh, for me. Uh, it's a good thing for me that just like Soda, <laughs> I naturally do not like scary movies. Uh, you ain't going to catch me at Scarewinds. No. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, we were there the other last year, and they had a poster for that. And I'm like, that is totally demonic. Like, that's totally demonic right there. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm going to that garbage. So, okay, go yeah. ahead. Um, so uh, Hannah says I naturally didn't either Gray uh, but I had gotten so numb that I could watch scary movies and it didn't bother me anymore yeah that's a bad place but praise God she's not there anymore amen Amen. yeah I've always had a it's been a trigger when people say oh well those movies don't bother me um, anymore well like that's a you reach a level of spiritual maturity that you can like entertain demons and it doesn't bother you that's like that's the opposite they're saying it like it's a good thing not realizing that's actually a bad thing yeah yeah that shows a level of spiritual dullness anyway um grayson said i feel you girl i i (laughs) i was deaf that way with other things uh like you said praise god for his deliverance amen Fallon said even with halloween coming up it's so much more than a consumer holiday it's true yeah uh yeah yeah witches celebrate the fact that uh christians celebrate their holiday with them okay go ahead uh joni 
Joni says, uh, Pastor, I think it was you who said that a pastor from Africa was asking why uh, we were advertising demons on our billboard, and it was an ad for a movie. IDK, I don't know if that was you or not who shared that story. I did. Yeah, pastors in Africa have a totally different perspective of these things because they're so much more aware of the spiritual, and we act like they don't exist or they're not important, and they're yeah. like... Um, there was a there was a pastor from Africa that got a book of um, he didn't know what it was he didn't know the uh, Pokemon toys and he went oh I know he and he he's uh, had discerning of spirit so he had seen in the spirit these demons in operation in his country and he said oh I know this that one and he showed he saw that he was like why do you have a book with uh, demons book of demons and it was all the Pokemon characters. And um, he said, he said, why do you have a book of demons? And he said, oh, this is a game. He's like, that's not a game. He said, I know that one. He said, and he just saw the picture of it. He said, that one shrieks and scratches or whatever. I'm, I'm making up the symptoms of it. He said, shrieks and scratches everything. The, the, pastor, the American pastor went and went. He went, uh, this one, da, 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 shrieks and scratches <laughs> and read it. And he went to the next picture and he said, what's that one? And he told him, and he, the African pastor who had dealt with these demons knew what they looked like because he had discerning spirits. And, he's, and he called out exactly what their characteristics were. And that was within the book. And we think it's a toy. It's not a toy. And you'll see that anyway. Yeah. All right, go ahead. There's so much they just keep building. Um, so uh, Baird said, "This is so prevalent, and people are people get celebrated for inviting the demonic." I, I'm thinking of the sports star who had been recorded sharing their partner performs witchcraft prior to their games. Um, yeah, yeah. Skyler Skyler said, "I used to be blinded by the Conjuring series because I thought it was really cool that the characters were Christians and one was a medium." Oh my gosh. Um, Barrett says, or the musicians who have been uh, who have asked to be possessed in order to be more talented, and we celebrate them as the most talented of their era. Um, so Listen, you've got you've got quote unquote Christian artists right now who are smoking weed to open up their um, their creativity, mm-hmm. like that's and pastors even that are doing that as a way to be more free and hear from the Holy Ghost. There's, that's real stuff happening right now, like right now. And in other words, what's the source? Not God. You know, that's, that's that demonic kingdom. So, yeah. So go ahead, keep. Uh... Um, Skylar says, aren't there scriptures that advise against contacting yes. demons? <laughs> I mean, entertaining demons doesn't sound like a kingdom thing. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. right. That's, yes, that is correct, Scott. Um, Grayson said, right, there's so much uh, prevalence of all these demonic spirits in almost all major actors, singers, sports stars, etc. Um, did, did you just see the new video? Like, uh, was it Doja Cat? Doja Cat or whatever. I don't know him well, but did you see the video that they just had? No. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even advise putting it in the search and looking at it, but let me tell you, it's straight Demon, demonization. I mean, straight up. It's, it's bad. Go ahead. Grayson said, uh, right, there's... Oh, wait, I just read that. Barrett said, I have experienced this. The Lord showed me a demon once, and Pastures and I found it in a Pokemon character. Uh, it did the exact thing the Pokemon character had powers to do. Yep, I remember uh, that. 
Lee said, been guilty of doing it anyway. I usually, I usually work, uh, it usually works like Pastor said, nothing but unne- unnecessary trouble. We don't have to hold on to that oppression, but we don't need to go looking for an unnecessary fight. Yep, that's yes. right. Um, Hannah said that that um, singer is demonic. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, too. Fallon said at uh, Taylor's concerts, she's heard of people having really odd demonic experience. Yeah, because you start to worship the person, and uh, when you get into people worship, you are... Yeah, right there at demonic worship too, and a lot of times, and a lot of times, what people don't realize is even people that seem like they're um, who's the worst in Revelation? Who's the worst? The hot or the cold or the lukewarm? Lukewarm. The lukewarm. So you can have an artist that actually looks like they're pretty center of the game, and they're actually the worst because they're very milquetoast. Now I'm not saying that about Taylor because I don't know that by the Holy Ghost, but it wouldn't surprise me. You have to understand, um, yeah. you know, that you have to understand how that kingdom works, and that's why it's so important to understand the difference between there are two kingdoms and they are in operation. And you have you have people even going out there and they're making sales because they're using like fear of loss, but that's a worldly thing. That's a kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. tactic, injecting fear into people so that they'll make an emotional decision yeah. instead of being led by God. So they're utilizing these worldly tactics. And, and what are you doing? You're becoming your own source or you're pulling on the source from a spirit of fear to, be, to bring you sales. You're in the wrong kingdom for that as a believer. Yeah. You're in the wrong kingdom. So anyway, yeah, look, <laughs> we, hit, we hit a gusher. Yeah, talking yeah. about the lukewarm, talking about all the different ones. There's some dangerous, dangerous stuff out there. And if they would allow that stuff to influence them enough to put it out there publicly, then what's actually behind it that you can receive by listening to the, to the stuff, right? You want to be very mindful of that. So, yeah. Uh, Jolie said, would you say that it would be the lukewarm who ushers in the Antichrist agenda? Of course, yeah, because the lukewarm don't want the Antichrist is anti-anointing. Lukewarm don't want the anointing. They want everybody to feel good. The anointing breaks yokes. So, yeah, absolutely. It opens up the door because when they relax on the anointing, it allows that to get set up and founded. But ultimately, what's going to allow the Antichrist to come in is because everybody that is anointed that's born again is going to be removed from the earth. That he can't even, he can't even really get, he'll be around and things will start getting set up, but he really can't operate until the church, the pillar of truth, is removed. You have to remove the anointing. So that's what's going to be the ultimate thing. But getting us to the place where it could be set up is where religion and where lukewarmness really opens up that door. Uh, and the thing that's really holding it back is the anointing. Yep. Yeah. So, amen. Hannah said, uh, will you read that? Can we pray for these big star- for those big stars? Like, how does that work in the spirit world? Would it be... Uh, messing with principalities, praying for them? Yeah, you absolutely can pray for them and should. You absolutely can. And you can pray just like the Ephesians prayers, just like you can for anybody that's not yourself, is pray that their eyes will be open to it. Pray that the Lord will send them ministers uh, that will give them an opportunity to repent and receive Jesus. 
And you should be praying for that all the time. Pray that the love of God, they see the love of God, and they're strengthened to receive him and be born again. Now, some of them have have completely rejected God and turned into enemies of God, and uh, they won't be saved in that, in that way. But some of them thought that they have done that, but they actually haven't gone too far. So pretty much everybody can be saved unless they have been born again, uh, operated in the power of God and the powers of the age to come, and then rejected Christ. That's the person that, that can't ever be born again. But most people can be, I mean, they can be straight up Satan worshipers and be saved. Uh, but sometimes when they get to the place where they have totally made themselves an enemy of God, um, they're, they're not able to process that change uh, in their brain that they're willing, they're, they're able to receive it. And they're just, they're too far gone in their head. Uh, but it's not that they're too far gone with God. It's too far in their thinking. And uh, they're not able to even process that God would be kind enough and loving enough to forgive them. And that's so you pray that their eyes will be open, that their understanding will be clear, and they'll see that God can and will do that and saves them, will save them and loves them very much, that they'll have strength to step through that. So, amen. Glory to God. Um, a couple more questions, and then let's not have any more because we're already too late. But what are the um, Grayson? Uh, Grayson, well, Grayson was wondering the same thing um, that. Hannah asked, she said, I was wondering the same. It seems like some of them are trying to pull away, but they're just so deep in it. Um, there was a question above from Joni. She said, would you say that it, w- that it would be the lukewarm who ushers in the Antichrist agenda? Yeah, not, I answered that. that already. Oh, you already yeah. did. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but that's all the questions that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you know, you're, yeah, there's, a, there's a major tug of war between these two kingdoms happening right now, and it's more prevalent, more manifested now we've ever seen it before. I mean, the spiritual things, which many times have been hidden uh, from the public view, uh, they've always been there, but they've been hidden from the public view. They are, they are up front right now. And you're saying, but not only are they up front, but they're, they're shifts of power that are huge. And the thing is, we don't have to worry about it. Like, you're, you're kept in Christ. You know, Jesus prayed that every person that's born again would be kept in John 17. So you're kept, you're protected, uh, but if you don't have to fear it, fear could open the door to not be kept, but you're not going to do that. You, you believe, uh, in the Lord, you believe in his protection. That is a, that is a definite ingredient of your salvation. And uh, we need to understand that as we move forward, we don't have to fear that stuff. We have to be bold in Christ. We have to move the anointing, but we have to be obedient to what he says to do. Don't go do something just because you think it's a good idea. You do things because Holy Spirit directed you to, and you got confirmation of that, and you'll be fine. Um, but that's that's where you know we live. We live in a realm where you have two kingdoms fighting and, and pulling on each other, trying to take territory. And the devil has gotten much, much more in your face. And we have to see those things and not act like they're not there, not act like they're not real. And I'll go back to the statement that I said before. Uh, the kingdom, you know, which kingdom do you want to be your source? Because the kingdom that you interact with is the kingdom that will empower you. And if you're in the kingdom of 
you know, Jesus and then the kingdom of God, but you're interacting with the kingdom of the world, you're going to be empowered by darkness, which is going to pull down your power in the kingdom of light. And you don't want to live there. You want to live full of the power of God, which means I want to interact with God. I want to interact with the Holy Ghost. I want to interact with his anointing. I want to interact through Christ, right? I want to interact uh, with the things of God and do it his way. And as we do that, then we'll step into the place uh, where it's re- we're really blessed. And if you want to know, like, okay, how does pastor pray for these things? And they work, and healing comes, and miracles come. Because I'm interacting more with the kingdom of God, and I'm not fighting over here in the kingdom of darkness I'm not fight, I'm fighting against it, but I'm not in it and interacting with it. It's happening because of there. And Jesus said, remember, he said in Hebrews 1, uh, talking about him, he loved righteousness, hated lawlessness or hated sin, and he was anointed with the oil of gladness or the oil of joy. So when he operated in holiness, he was interacting with the kingdom of God and because of that, his power level went up. And that's what kept him in that place. Um, like, I, like I've told you before, uh, Bishop David Oyedepo and Pastor Adeboye both said holiness to me directly. Holiness is the master key. Holiness is the master key. And um, these are things that we need to pay attention to, and that's interacting uh, with the kingdom of God. So good interactive conversation yeah amen i love it did you get something out of it if Mm -hmm. so put some hands up in the comments and uh, we love you so very very much we're so uh, pleased to have you guys in our life and thank you for being a part of it today and interacting uh and we will see you tomorrow we'll talk about this again tomorrow talk about the two kingdoms and uh, so get uh, your examples of that kingdom ready, of the, of the differences between the two kingdoms. Get it ready. Get ready to uh, discuss it some more, learn some things, see some things. And uh, we'll see you then. Buddy's going to lead you in uh, the offering today. If you would like to sow, you're welcome to. And uh, you don't have to, but if, you, if the Lord's leading you to, definitely. We made it easy for you. So we love you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, have a great rest of the day. Here's Buddy. Hey, everyone. Uh, If you are being led to sow today, if the Lord's leading you, uh, we want to invite you and give you an opportunity to sow into this broadcast. You can go to giveww.org. You don't have to. This is free. We sow this completely into you. But if the Lord's leading you, we want to give you that opportunity. And for everyone sowing today, I'm going to pray for that seed. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for the revelation that you brought to your people today. We thank you, Lord, for the life and the peace that as they take this revelation and apply it and, and seek first the kingdom of God and, and your righteousness, God, I thank you all things will be added unto them. So, Father, for the seed sown today, we call it blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May men pour out into their lives today in Jesus' name. Amen.